Welcome back, everyone, to the Where the Bear podcast. Another episode. It is March and March Madness time. Well, technically, it should have been around, but we're uh, going back in time as you were, and we're taking a look back at all the great moments in March Madness history for the Golden Grizzlies. Today, women's basketball's turn, and right now I'm joined by Jen Dempster, who still works in the Golden Grizzlies athletic department. But, Jen, I mean, you certainly. Uh, we're a very high-level player. If, you know, if you consider you know small things like all Americans and stuff <laughs> like that, if you consider that high-level, but uh, it's great to be with you. Want to take a look back thirty years ago? Uh, your team here for the Golden Grizzlies. You guys played for the Division Two National Championship. You went to the Final Four. Uh, really played a legendary game against Bentley out of Massachusetts. But Jen, I appreciate you taking the time. What is what is that? What does that make go through your mind when I say that? That was thirty years ago. Um, it really feels like it was um, yesterday that we were all together. Um, it was quite an experience to um, kind of work our way up there, having uh, the first round here at Oakland and then going to play Missouri that had something like a five-year winning streak at their place, and it was we had to go to their place. And then to get back here and then get ready to go to California, it was um, it was quite an experience. And the girls that we went to war with um, and the games were – it was one of those things that will, it will stick with you forever, and most of us are still all friends from 30 years ago. Uh, that, that is incredible, and that really is the lasting things as you're listening to the Weather Bear podcast. Jen Dempster joining us here. Uh, you know her back then, uh, Jen Golan. <laughs> but you said you've been a Dempster now longer than you've, uh, you've have, been a Golan yeah. in your life, so we were getting a couple chuckles out of that. But as always, the Weather Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Remember, subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search hashtag Wear the Bear, click subscribe, and you are in there. But we're taking a look back to that 1990 Final four team for the Golden Grizzlies. Of course, that was the pioneer days back then. And, uh, Jen, you know, as, as you look back at that team and the resumes, the record books tell us that was a very talented team. I mean, there was no question about that, all the honors, all the accolades that all of you guys amassed. But it was more than that, wasn't it? It was more than just a collection of talent. Um, it really was. It was chemistry. We were all friends. Um on and off the court we had a relationship on the court where everybody wanted to win and it didn't matter um, what was said on the court because once we got off the court it, it was one practical joke after another and that's the stuff that you remember going into the locker room and switching everybody's lockers around and um, ha- hanging out in the training room with uh, Tom Ford and putting up silly pictures of everybody and then um, there was a trust between all of us that uh, allowed us to play as hard as we could on the court because sometimes girls can be um, selfish and petty a little bit, but we didn't have any of that on our team. Uh, we knew everybody's strengths, and um, but that was good. And with like Debbie, she was definitely our our top player, and we needed to get her the ball, and that didn't matter how we did it, but it also – when people would key on her, that left everybody else open to do their job. And we knew what our job was and our role. And I, I was a shooter too. And my role was to put the ball in the hoop. So I made sure everybody was working so hard to get me the ball that I had better had put it in. <laughs> and uh, because I, w- I didn't want to let my teammates down. That's pretty much no one wanted to let their teammates down. You know, Jen, it's funny to me, and, and I always take a look at this because, as we talked about earlier, I've been doing this with a bunch of different teams. The men's team that went to the NCAA tournament back in 2005, your team that was a, a national semifinalist team back in the Division Two days. 
and this has been universal in everybody I've talked to, and I, and I see you doing it too. You, the way that you guys, I can see you almost go back to that place. And I, I see you guys taking that in and, and kind of the look that gets on your face. I mean, you guys kind of put yourselves back in those days. And you really do get a sense for these teams and how you talked about. Because, look, great teams are great teams. Everybody you know, everybody has talent on their teams all across the country. But it is that. It's exactly the, the way that you talked about this team. That's what makes good teams great. Would you agree with that? I do. I do agree with that a lot. And we had great leadership on the floor. And we would listen to our captains. And people would just respect that. And, like, Amy was a great leader. Anne was a great leader. Amy Atkinson at the time and Ann Sarah. Um, when they talked, we listened. Because we all wanted the same goal, and that was to win. And we all wanted to do it for our teammates and our coaches. We had a great coaching staff with Bob and Sean um, and the players that weren't getting as much playing time that had to step up. We had some freshmen that stepped up, uh, like Nicole and Stacy. Like these m- memories come back. Like they made layups when Debbie got in foul trouble and they had to come in and they just stepped up. But, the, but that came from practice. We would go so hard at practice that they just um, knew that they needed to step up and they did. And that was great to see that from freshmen and the underclassmen, which I was at the time too. I was an underclassman too, but you know, we had four seniors and five seniors that were just phenomenal leaders and basketball players. Well, let's take a step back in time. Then you guys uh, run out onto the floor out there in California. It is the, the national final four division two national. I mean, you guys are, you guys are playing for all the chips. All the chips are in the middle of the table. Uh, You guys are matched up against Bentley college out of Massachusetts. Take me through that. Hey, you guys come out of the locker room. You come out on the floor. I mean, you guys are playing. You guys are playing for it all. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty um, surreal. Meaning, like we're wa- we're like, wow, we're here. Like we're this little school in Oakland, you know, in Rochester, Michigan. And then we're out there, and then being on the court. And I always walked around to kind of get where the lights are and where the floor, the dead spots. And we were all doing that, kind of just soaking every every minute of it in and then um because it was a different gym it was a different atmosphere it was actually I believe televised too for us that was a big deal and um so that would that played into it too but once the game you know lining up getting your names announced um being the only four teams left in the country to be playing basketball still is a pretty cool feeling. For the ultimate prize, for the national Correct. prize as well. Jen Dempster joining us here on the Wear the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. So, you know, as we as we reconstruct that that game, um, didn't get off to the best of start <laughs> for, for yeah, you we guys. Yeah, a little cold. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you guys were very cold, as a matter of fact. The game opened up. Uh, there were about two minutes to go in the first half. You guys were trailing 34-15. to 15. And I know it pains you. <laughs> in 18 minutes, you guys scored 15 points. That wasn't this team. That wasn't where you are. I mean, you talked about the talent, and you you talked about Ann Sarah. And so, like, I've inducted these players into the, into the Hall of Honor. I mean, Kodak All-Americans, All-Americans everywhere that you can see. What, what was the psyche of that team when you guys look up at the scoreboard and it's 34-15 and, and that's, not, that's not who you guys are? Um, no, it wasn't. I mean, it was uh, – we, we just couldn't hit a shot to save our soul. And um, so Bob, being the coach he was, um, went in and made some adjustments that we needed to make, um, we were in a certain offense, and he adjusted that offense. And that, um, and being our basketball IQ was high, we were able to do that. 
and also our captain's coming in and saying this is it we lose we're done and that kind of hit hard with everybody especially those seniors that were on that team and because we were such a closeness group we wanted to win for those seniors and like we didn't know when we'd ever get back there again if if we were going to you know especially as me as an underclassman this could have been my only shot and it was their only shot to get you know to do this but we made some adjustments at the halftime and um we came out the second half and um it it worked you know we we put on our big boy pants and got out there and started playing and speaking of that I mean as I mentioned you guys were down 34 to 15 with two minutes to go in the first half then fast forward to 11 and a half minutes left in the game you guys take the lead as uh Janice actually made a basket uh with 11 and a half to go that put you guys up front I mean you guys fought all the way back uh you took a 46 45 lead at that point in the game did you think all right we're, we're back to normal here we're back to good we'll win um yeah uh, we had the momentum going in and sometimes when you have momentum and it's a team and we knew we could score but actually what we did really well that second half, too, is as it's coming back, is we actually played some defense, <laughs> So, um, which was, you know, we could always outscore other people. So we actually had to play some defense because they did had it, they had it scouted very well. And um, we were – I remember getting – calling a time um, – Coach Taylor calling a timeout and saying, we're right there, just keep moving. Um, and I think if we had a little bit more extra time than the 20 minutes, um, because the game was different, we played two halves, 20, 20 minutes, and um, we only had so many timeouts per half. And I mean, I'm, our legs were, you know, it was a long season, and I'm sure, you know, our legs were tired too. So, Jim Dunster joining us here in the Wear the Bear podcast. We're taking a look back, 30 year anniversary of the women's basketball 1990 Division II National Final Four team as we pay tribute. To all the Golden Grizzlies accomplishments in March. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Happy that you are with us. So, I mean, let, let's get down to it as Jen Dempster joins us here, 66-65, uh, after Debbie makes a pair of free throws, a minute 42 left. Take me the rest of the way. Um, Like, we were right there, and I just remember um, running through a play, and like I said, they had us scouted, real, they had us scouted uh, very well, and... Um, at the adjustments at halftime, and one of those adjustments was to cut a different way, and I'll never forget that. Like, usually you cut one way, and the ball was always there. Well, and I don't even know remember who cut it or who passed it, but um, somebody cut one way. It was the way they were supposed to usually cut, and cut the other way, and the ball was tossed away, oh, and it was yeah. a turnover. And we just kind of like that kind of deflated us a little bit like because we didn't have much time left and um I think we ended up having to foul if I remember correctly we fouled at the end and they actually ended up winning by four I believe yeah absolutely well uh some player I don't know how things worked out for her but a Jennifer Golan made a jump (laughs) shot uh to make to cut the lead to 70 to 68 with three seconds left to play but uh one of their players made a pair of free throws and that essentially Um, closed the door what's what's you mentioned it and and I think you talked about it already though I mean as you go back and reconstruct that, the do you find the result of the game kind of pales in comparison to what you talked about in terms of friendships? I mean, you have a core of players on that team that you you guys turned out to be lifelong friends. That, that sure that loss stings, and I'm sure it stung for a very long time. But at the same time, it probably pales in comparison to the amount of times that you felt good, you know, talking to some of your lifelong friends. 
Um, yeah, we still, there's a group of us that still are pretty tight and it, it stems from, you know, the wins and losses and this loss stung, but, um, and we, but we knew we did everything we could as a team to get to that point. And then, um, we just still talk about it. If what if, what if, but it's more like 30 years later, we're still friends and, um, we'll always have that together. And even not only just the core group of us, but all of us that were there, like we, we had the 25 year anniversary when we got inducted in the hall of fame as a team. Like we got back and it was like, thir- it didn't 25 years were didn't pass. Yeah. You know, we were telling stories and jokes and laughing and, and that's the stuff you remember and winning 30 games and practicing and bloody noses and all that in practice, uh, you know, is the stuff that you remember and, and, you know, enjoy being with those people. Jen, do you guys realize, as, you, as you've talked about, and before you and I went on the air here, I, I mentioned the fact that when the Golden Grizzlies made that move from Division Two to Division One, and then the women's basketball program, program was able to get back to that pinnacle and get back to, you know, Division One March Madness tournament and everything that goes along with it, do you guys realize that you – all put the bricks in place for that I mean do you do you guys ever when you watch those times happening or when you watch this team compete in the division one level when they go to say Tennessee and and play the Tennessee Volunteers or UConn you know that some of the best teams in the country do you guys appreciate the fact enough that you guys put the bricks in place for this to happen because I I told you this story before we went on there and I've, I've said this story on all the podcasts I mean the reason I went to school here as a student as somebody that wanted to do sports media was because they were a Division One institution that, that won. I mean, you guys and you guys help put the bricks in place to do that. Um, that's kind of a nice legacy to have. Um, we, yeah, we were considered one of the best teams in the state at that time. Like we were playing Michigan's and beating them, and um, we were pretty talented. And the coaching staff, like Bob Taylor, really did a great job of really. Um, exposing our strengths and hiding our weaknesses and he did it was like a chess match and, and and but not only did he know it we as players knew that that we knew like my strength certainly wasn't defense but everybody knew that like I, I would get lost all the time and but people would pick me up and I knew someone else's weaknesses so but which happened to be one of my strengths so I could I could back you know I well everybody got their backs yeah and that's what made it made it good and we were all diving on the floor we were all all doing the same thing so it was um it was it was that closeness and chemistry that helped build those building blocks to go on and I know there's some teams after us that were you know the freshmen ended up being all Americans too that um played on that team and so it it was fun to kind of build that legacy here well, certainly you guys did build a legacy, and certainly it was great to see you all uh, get in the Hall of Honor as a team, certainly some of those players in the Hall of Honor as well, and well-deserved because, I mean, you guys were as good as there was in the country. You don't have to believe me. That's not my opinion. That's fact. You can go look it up. But, Jen, uh, you were awesome today, a lot of fun to oh, talk to. Thanks so thank much for you. doing this. Thank you. I appreciate it. Al. Absolutely. Yeah, she, she is Jen Dempster <laughs> of the 1990 National Division II Final Four team. My name is Neil Rule, the voice of the Golden Grizzlies. Thank you for listening, everyone, to the Where the Bear podcast brought to you by the Evans Law Group. Well, Well, see you later.